Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And this is Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And yes, we are doing Appliance Fridays all fall, except we're not. We lied. Because I made these cookies this week, and Mark was like, these cookies are so amazing, we have to do an episode about them. They are unbelievable. These are, I don't know what you want to call these. Let's let's just call them whole wheat, oatmeal, oh my God, everything you've ever got in your pantry cookies okay that's a great name for <laughs> not, them okay not canned tuna and not raw pasta but oh cookies with canned tuna and raw mm, pasta mm, mm, i got to try that mm, next time and made in a slow cooker <laughs> now i was just craving <laughs> i was craving oatmeal cookies but i wanted something besides the soft chewy and i'm if you know anything about me you know i don't like soft chewy yeah cookies. no i don't either both of us have this thing i Here's I don't thing. like soft, chewy toast either. I know. Here's this thing about me and toast. I get <laughs> it. When we have overnight guests, it's my responsibility to make breakfast for them in the morning, which is really nice. But I've had so many guests tell me that the toast I make requires really strong teeth or is too hard. Or Okay, I don't know what you do in your life that you need your toast to be soothing. But I don't like soothing toast. I want – toast is an excuse to eat a crouton. <laughs> It's, it's, I want crunch. So, and let me just say, we're going to be doing an entire episode next week on toast and toasters. So, listen in and you'll find out how to make the perfect toast and what to look for in a toaster. But right now, we're making crunchy, crunchy oatmeal, whole wheat, everything, everything in, the in the kitchen, kitchen cookies. except tuna and pasta cookies. <laughs> there you go. So, we're going to start. As we always do when we bake, by mixing together some dry ingredients. Well, wait. First, we're going to heat the oven. Sure. To 350. Okay. If you, you know, you want to know my least favorite recipe cliche? Here it is. Preheat the <laughs> oven. How do you preheat your oven? Don't you heat it to a temperature? <laughs> Are you heating it before you're heating well, it? Well, preheating it would be like you you heat it to a lower temperature yes, before you heat it to it your would full be, temperature. I don't understand preheat. You heat the oven to 350. And how many times have we had copy editors in our books oh, change it and back I, to preheat and you have to change it I'll back change to it heat. Back. It's heat the oven. So anyway, heat the oven to 350 and then also at the same time lay parchment paper on let's say four we're, we're making a lot of cookies yeah so four big baking sheets yeah. um you can grease them i think these work a little better with parchment i paper. think the or silpat works too and these we're making big cookies so these this recipe is going to make about 40 cookies but they're really big and let you me can make them smaller but don't let me just say about the the lining and greasing and all that again i am a crunch fanatic and silicon baking sheets uh, give a slight amount of insulation between the metal and the cookie in ways that parchment paper doesn't. So parchment paper will actually yield a crunchier bottom to your cookie in the long run. And I am in favor of parchment paper here. So well, excellent. Do, you do as you see fit, but I'm in favor. So I'm going to mix together. And before I start this whole thing, and we do this whole thing, let's say that this recipe exists on our website, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and you can find it there. And believe me, you'll need to find it because you'll need to make a trip to the store because <laughs> no one's pantry has all this in it. But it's worth the trip, I promise. Okay, so I'm mixing together a cup of all-purpose flour, a half a cup of whole wheat flour, right? Yeah. A half a cup of wheat germ. And that's regular toasted Kretschmer wheat germ. Okay. Yep. Great. One and a half teaspoons, or otherwise known as a half a tablespoon, of ground cinnamon, 
a teaspoon of baking soda, a teaspoon of salt, and half a teaspoon of grated nutmeg. And I want to say these cookies should be salty. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you here and tell you I'm putting more than a teaspoon of salt in here. Why not? I I love salt in I cookies. I love salt in cookies, and I love salt in granola. And breakfast is a good time for salt. Okay, so now Bruce is going to work his magic with the stand mixer. Oh, I love my stand mixer. And I am going to throw in here one stick of butter, which is a half a cup of butter, or eight tablespoons. And I'm also putting in half a cup of vegetable shortening. And the reason I'm mixing them is shortening will give us a slightly crunchier cookie yeah. than if we used all butter. But the butter will give us some good flavor. So I'm using half and half. That's right, because butter does have more liquid. Shortening is actually zero liquid. There's no moisture in shortening. um, Unless you've accidentally melted it in in, in your stove and tried to re-harden it. But uh, there's no liquid in shortening, no moisture, and butter has a little bit. So by uh, alternating, as Bruce says, we get it nice and And here's a trick for adding shortening to baking things. A lot of people... You know, have trouble trying to scrape it out of the measuring cup, and then it's all greasy in there. You, you can never really clean. Oh gosh, you can never really clean it well. So, I put the bowl of my stand mixer right on my scale, on my kitchen scale, and then I zero it out, and I put in shortening until it measures four ounces. This four ounces of shortening is the half a cup I need. And I'm creaming that shortening and butter together with half a cup of white sugar and half a cup of brown sugar. And I think I'm using light brown sugar here. You could use dark brown sugar. This is really relevant. You know, when, when, when I, when I uh, rule the world, you notice I didn't say if. I said when I rule the world, the world of cookbooks is going to run by weights. And everybody's going to have to measure all this stuff by weight rather than volume. So Bruce's thing about measuring out the shortening is a great idea, and I really want to encourage all of that, but we're still working with volume because I'm not the <laughs> dictator of you yet. So. Well, you are. <laughs> gee, I'm going to remind you about that sometimes around here. Okay, so that is creaming beautifully. and now You mean you're going to remind me that I'm not the dictator of you? Yes. Well, uh, I'm starting small. My kingdom is expanding <laughs> from here out. And then into that creamed butter, shortening, and sugar are going to go two eggs, one at a time. And we do them one at a time to make sure they're fully incorporated. And that's beautiful. And now we're going to put in a tablespoon of vanilla. I know a lot of people are going, a tablespoon? That's a lot. It's not a lot. You cannot have too much vanilla. Yeah, you cannot. And you really honestly cannot. And if, if a tablespoon seems like a lot... Because the bottles of vanilla cost $500,000 at the supermarket, you can find bulk vanilla online. Oh, I buy it that way. In fact, I buy a gallon at a time. And I know that means I'm spending more money than I would if what I bought a, a little bottle. It's, it's I pay about $35 on, on Amazon. It's a gallon. A gallon. For $35. But yeah, but the thing is you end up using it so quickly. But it doesn't matter. It's still so much cheaper. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much better to buy it in bulk. So now we've creamed all that together. We're going to stop the mixer. Yep. And we're going to scrape down the inside of the bowl. You notice I said scrape down the inside of the bowl. I always <laughs> write that in recipes because we've actually had people say to us, do I scrape down the inside or the outside of the bowl? I want to know if, why you'd have to scrape down. If you got stuff have, uh, on the outside of the bowl, uh, you need to wash your dishes better. Uh, to, to quote Samantha B., do birds dress you in the morning? I mean, really, <laughs> honestly, you scrape down the inside of the bowl. But okay, okay, so we're being accurate. So we scrape down the inside of the bowl, and now we're going to add all of that flour, whole wheat flour yep. mixture that we had going in. 
I'm going to turn it back on and low. Watch out, low. Because otherwise you end up with flour all over your kitchen. Right, and we just want to make sure that this gets well blended. Yep. You notice we're using a stand mixer, and I should say that this would be difficult with a handheld mixer. You can do it. You could do it, but there's, it, up to this point, you could still do it. It's when we add the next seven cups of ingredients <laughs> that become difficult for a hand mixer. Okay, here's why it's called, besides the whole wheat flour and the wheat germ, which we've already used, and the cinnamon and the nutmeg, here's what's going in it now. Here's why it's called everything cookies. In, except canned tuna and dried <laughs> pasta. Cookies, it's because I'm putting in three cups of rolled oats. I do not want quick cooking oats. No, you don't want quick oats, and you don't want steel cut oats. No. These are regular old-fashioned Quaker rolled oats. That's right. They're rolled oats, which have been par-steamed, so they're edible with just a little baking. So three cups of rolled, regular rolled oats. And we'll let the mixer mix those in, and then go in all the everything wonderfulness. Here we go. We're going a cup of chopped pecans. One cup of chopped pecans. A cup of mini chocolate chips. A cup of mini chocolate chips, followed by a cup of shredded sweetened coconut that's yep. the shredded sweetened stuff the, the angel flake that she's behind in the baking house and then a cup of grape nuts cereal yum so get this whole wheat wheat germ grape nuts coconut mini chocolate chips pecans rolled oats cinnamon nutmeg these cookies are good for you <laughs> God. Note the bucking mixer. So, <laughs> so that's all blended in perfectly. <laughs> and now, in a nod to our fabulous Appliance Fridays, we are going to scoop these out with an ice cream scooper. And I have a beautiful OXO one-quarter cup ice cream scoop. And we are going to make quarter cup beautiful rounds of these onto the parchment line sheets. Your ice cream scoop is your pastry chef's secret weapon, right? Yeah, they even sell them as cookie scoops. And if you go like to the OXO website, you'll see that they sell them as cookie scoops. And it's just the smaller versions of ice cream scoops. If you don't have a one quarter cup ice cream scoop, you can scoop up approximately a quarter cup of the dough. Which is four tablespoons. Right, and then roll it into a ball between your palms, put it on the baking seat, and press it down. Not enough to squash it, just no, enough to give it a flat bottom. Right. So it doesn't roll around the sheet. You don't want to flatten the top, actually. You want to have it sort of like a snowball mound. That's what I mean. Yeah, Just like, press yep. it down. Don't squash it. And when you have all those done, we're going to pop them in the oven. Okay, this is going to take us a while. So we're going to do all of these. We're going to put them in the oven and we're going to bake them for 10 minutes. Yep. This is what I'm telling you in advance what we're doing because we're going to take a break to get them done. So we're going to bake them for 10 minutes. And what happens after 10 minutes? 10 minutes, I'm going to open the oven, pull out the trays, and with a spatula, I'm just going to press down the top of each, we'll have, wow. which will have puffed up and rounded a bit. So I want to press them down at that point, return them to the oven for five minutes, and then they will be done. Okay. And then we're going to cool them a bit on the cookie sheet and then on a wire rack and all that stuff. Again, if you don't see this recipe or can't figure it out from all the crap we've been throwing at you of ingredients, it's on our website, bruceandmark.com. But let's take a break and we'll come back and taste these. The house smells amazing. Wow. The cookies came out about 20 minutes ago. We cooled them on the sheet trays. Then we put them on a wire rack and they're still a little warm, uh, I'm, but I'm they're the really good. Going Mmm. Okay. These cookies really should win me the Nobel Prize. Wow. You're good for what? Ailsha, right? I want to get the Nobel Prize for cookies for these. 
You think we can get? What about a MacArthur Award? Oh sure. Can I get a MacArthur Award for these cookies? Sure, sure. Mm. I, I I'll grant you that. No, they're really good. They're exceptionally flavorful. They're crunchy all around. They have a kind of soft center. There's a ton of coconut and chocolate in them. And the grape nut cereal flavor is very pronounced. Yeah. And it's got a fabulous texture from that, too. It does. There's not, the grape nuts are not crunchy anymore, but they're, they're giving an overall bite to the cookie. Mm. That is amazing. Now, these things, we made them in a quarter cup, as you remember. Yeah. So one is a meal. Uh, well, two is a meal, let's say. One is a main course, and two is a meal. Um, and three big. equals dessert. Actually, you have one for your soup, one for your salad, one for your main course, and one for your dessert. That's four cookies. I would have such stomach ache at that point. Um, but they are amazing. These freeze beautifully. Oh, yeah. You can throw them in bags in the freezer once they're fully cooled. Uh, they'll freeze beautifully. You can eat them right out of the freezer for even more tooth-crunching activity. And that's for you people who like crunchy toast. You'll also uh, like the crunchy cookies. What is wrong with people who like soggy? What is in your life that you need to have soothing toast? I just don't know. Anyway, um, if you like this recipe... You should find more of our recipes on our podcast, shouldn't you? Yes. Go to our website, bruceandmark.com. You'll yeah. find all the recipes we've done on our podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Uh, so many. Go all the way back to the lemon ice cream that started over a year ago now. So many recipes. And Gosh. we are going to be doing more appliances and more recipes, but mostly appliances for the rest of the fall and on, on Fridays. And on Tuesdays, we are still taking down culinary myths one by one by one by one. I think we're up to 47 or 48 at this point. And catch it out. Uh, catch it out. Listen to me. Check it out. It's 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 kind of uh, intriguing what we know about science, isn't it? It is. And one other thing, we need your help. Uh, we need you to subscribe because only by subscribing can we get better ratings and more people will know about us. Yeah, and even so rate us. Subscribe, rate us. Not and rate get- us. Don't rate us. <laughs> rate us. Okay, rate us. And get every episode well, every week of Cooking with Bruce and Mark.